1: The enemy of
0: To all of you in the name of our lord jesus christ amen. are you happy to be back in church amen. amen just take your seat for a while amen so we appreciate it a lot for you uh because coming to church it's a sign of overcoming how many know that uh, for when you see yourself in church you must regard yourself as an overcomer. Yes. and So many battles that you had to push through for you to make it into the house of the Lord. So to see you, it means victory is in sight. Amen. Yes. Now, uh, I've got Brother Austin here. Uh, he had come to South Africa but left his fiance back in Zim. So he went to finish up with the pastor in Zim and to bring his, be- his bride back to South Africa. Amen. 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 Brother Austin and Sister Janet, if you can stand up. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. Brother Philip Mafagasa can hype you. <laughs> All right. So I, I, sometimes I appreciate the brothers that are in here in diaspora that when they have left their fiancé back home, they don't come here and forget. They go back to the local pastor back home, and finish up the process with the church back there. Amen. So the pastor praised me that the matter they have handled it, they've waited them that side. So we welcome you, sister. Amen. 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 And you know the good part when you marry from Mashingo and you are a Shona and you marry Shona, then she prepares the Saza the way you want Saza to be prepared. <laughs> Amen, but sometimes if you marry Kosa you'll struggle Because instead of Saza they give you put Then it's a problem, the pastor is always in the house, amen So we appreciate the Lord, give them a round of applause God bless you, amen Yeah, so even you that are not married You see the deacons when you want to get married, amen uh, so we appreciate the a lot as we stand to our feet. Uh, and then Brother Solomon Metalby will be the one ministering today. Uh, you are going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. So on Thursday Thursday actually, no Friday, one 1- I'll be taking a pulpit at 2 a.m. on Friday morning with the Trinidad uh, Churches. Amen. Uh, Brother Chetino normally doesn't sleep around that time. We'll be talking. Amen. <laughs> um, I don't know about the rest of you, but we'll send you a link so that if you want to join in, you can join in. Amen. So we are looking forward. Just to remember me in your prayers. Preaching at 2 a.m., from South Africa is not easy, but God will undertake. Amen. In Trinidad, they don't believe in one-hour service. Sometimes they can go for four hours. Amen. But I will not go for four hours. I told them I believe in the message of the hour. (laughs) Amen. The hour is the operative way. Amen. So I will it's the church that I was supposed to have visited. Uh, uh, the pastor, there is an elder, Pastor Ratanang George, a very seasoned man in the ministry. And he was telling me, he says, your ticket is not canceled. It is postponed. Amen. Amen. But they said, we can't wait. Let's go virtual. Amen. So but one thing for sure that I've come to learn is We are respected around the world, not as an individual, but as a church. And the reason we are respected is because we have tried, week in, week out, to keep the purity of the message. There is no undertones. It's just the prophet said, the Bible said, the prophet said, the Bible said, that's it amen because the moment you inject your mind then it goes out there and it becomes a subject of debate and divisions and brother Brenham I think it was brother George Martin that told me the other time I was speaking to him he said the first way to identify a wrong doctrine it divides the brethren Uh, do you agree with that and ism divides brethren but the way it unites the bright. Amen. So we appreciate it a lot as we uh, sing. My wife and I were somewhere. We had no people to sing, but we went to sing, so she was my lead lead singer there. Uh, but I was jittery to join her. lest I bring the church into disrepute. <laughs> Amen. Let's just sing as we welcome the brother with open hearts. Amen.
1: Jesus,
2: keep
0: me here. How many say, Jesus, keep me near the cross?
2: too much,
3: small we greet you in the precious name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen uh without uh, wasting time uh, we can have the singers go back to their places and i would like to take the opportunity to take to thank the pastor for the opportunity to come and speak with you once again
2: amen. and then
3: uh, we are looking forward to god speaking with us this morning and then for him to bless us amen and then uh, we, we, without further ado, I want us to open a scripture, and then get the reading of the word. And then the first scripture we'll read will be Philippians two, verse five to eight, and it will be followed by Acts one, verse one to eight as well. And then Second Timothy verse five to eight, amen. Those will be our scriptures for for today, amen. And then uh, for for Second Timothy, I will. I would like if we can use the Amplified Study Bible to just get a reading because I think it will explain it much uh, so that we can get a deeper meaning of what uh, Paul was talking about when he was speaking to uh, Timothy. Amen. Uh, So the first uh, scripture, it is uh, Philippians 2, verse 5 to to 8. And then uh, I think it's a scripture that we all know so I will just read, and then, uh, as we, and then uh, you, you can just read from your Bibles as well. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. And I want us to have a look and then I'll bear in mind, remember this way, that he took the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man, and being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient even unto death, even to the death of the cross. Wherefore God had also had had highly exalted him, giving him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and sins in heaven, and sins in earth, and sins under the earth, Amen. So we'll also read Acts um, verse one, uh, chapter, chapter one, and we'll read from the first verse up to the eighth verse. Let me read this way: The former ties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostle whom he he had chose, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many invaluable proofs, being seen of them for 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Also, I want you to bear in mind that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father which he, which said he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when therefore, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said, It is not for you to know the times and the season which the Father had put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost path of the earth. Amen. And uh, we can read also um, uh, Second Timothy. Uh, then we'll read from the first from the first verse, from the chapter one, from the fifth verse. Amen. And uh, he, it is Paul talking to Timothy. and He says, "I remember you. Your sincere and unqualified faith, that is the surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ, with confidence." trust in his power and wisdom and goodness and a faith which first lived in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I'm confident that it is in you as well. You see now, the faith that uh, Paul is is witnessing to, to Timothy that he says he has, it is the same faith that his grandmother Lois had. And also his mother hath. And it is the same faith that also Timothy himself had. Amen. Amen. That is why I remind you to fend into, into the flame the gracious faith, gift of God. That inner fire, the special endowment which is in you through the laying of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. For God did not give us the spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of sound judgment, and personal discipline, that is abilities that result in a calm and well-balanced mind and self-control. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or about me, his prisoner, but with me, take your share of suffering for the gospel and continue to preach regardless of the circumstances. That means you must continue to preach whether you are in season or out of season, Amen. Amen. In accordance with the power of God, for the for His power is what the power of God is invincible, Amen. Well, we can just close our eyes, uh, dear Heavenly Father. We just come to you this morning, Father. After we've just opened the Scriptures, Father, but we know, Father, that we as women, being Father, we are limited. But for a person to come, Father, to open your scriptures, Father, he requires help. And there is nobody else who can help that person and who can also help me except the the person, Father, who wrote the scriptures. And that person, Father, we know, Father, that that person who is the author of this book is you. And there is nobody who can come and interpret it best to your children, Father, except it be you. And here your children, Father, they came here with great expectation, looking forward to you, hearing from you, Father. May you please, Father, close my lips, Father, and then, Father, so that you are the one who's going to come and take control of the pulpit, and you are the one who's going to come and speak to them, Father, so that whatever, Father, words that may come out of this possible, Father, may be life, because, Father, we know that your word is life, and your word is eternal life, And but men's words, Father, they have limits, but your words, Father, is unlimitless, and it's all-powerful, and so this is Father, this morning, Father, always we pray that we come, and Father, asking for you to come and press the reading of the word and bless everybody who has come assembled here, Father. May you please, Father, circumcise the lips, are my lips, Father, and circumcise their ears, Father, so that when they come out of here, Father, they may have a testimony, Father, that you came this morning and you spoke to them. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You can have the, uh, the comfort of your seats. Amen. Uh, amen. I think if you, you see here, yeah, we've, we've read three scriptures. And then the, the one that I would want to base uh, my sermon most on is what Timothy told, what Paul told Timothy when he says the faith that he had is the faith that was in his mother, Eunice. And it was the same faith that was in his grandmother, Lois. Amen. To show that the message that we have it's, it is an intergenerational message. Okay. That means it does not stop from one generation. It continues over and over. And it does not have any limits. That is why this morning, Father, I will, this morning, brethren, I would also like to tell you that this kind of message that we have this morning, this, this morning that God has provided to us, is the kind of message that you can depend on. Because it is the very word of God. And it is the kind of word that as much... It is that gone and preserved you, you as parents. It can also prevent, it can preserve your relatives. It can prevent, preserve your children. It can preserve your near relatives. Everything that is precious to you, it can pre, it can preserve. And then uh, before I go on my message, there's a quotation that I would like to read from Brother Brenham, and it will just uh, uh, give us a background to our message. I want us to open. Um, uh the the, the the spoken word from that time which was preached in 1960 and in uh, July the 16th of July and we'll read from verse, from uh, paragraph 239. Uh, if the brother can just flesh it for us, amen. So before we go on, the, the, the inspiration really for me to, to come with this message is because I was thinking uh, about some of the events that is going on, about all the challenges that we are having, about the kind of, the people that comes in the message, and some of them you find out after some times they leave, and mostly I was thinking about our, our children. Amen. And uh, the reason was we, you can realize that you as parents, we come and we receive the message. Then uh, the same message that we receive, uh, some of the children, they will come and then uh, some of them, they are born in the message. Some of them, when they come, they will come with their own parents and they become part of that message. But now you will find that the children that are here, the parents will have the message. The message will basically be in them but the children will just be in the message, right. just coming to church because mommy and daddy are coming to the message. And then you'll find that as time goes on, you'll find that we, time comes and then uh, as they grow old, they will lose them. Now, I, I wanted to come and try to understand the reason why and then try to understand how is it that we can preserve them. How is it that we can keep our young ones in this message? Uh, because I think you'll, uh, you'll agree with me that this message is life. If you want
2: life,
3: you need this message. You need this message more than anything
2: else.
3: Now, it, it doesn't help that you find out the parents have life and then the children don't. You understand? So now, how, what is it? that we as parents can do to keep our children? What is it that we can do to preserve our children? And now there's a quotation here that I would like to read. And then uh, Brother Brenham will give us a bit of clarity on that. Amen. Uh, You will just excuse my voice, amen. Uh, And he says, from paragraph 239, And just then I looked. I had an old dog we used to hunt. He clothed me, put me to school, opossum hunting, coon hunting and things. And when we moved into the city, a policeman poisoned him. When I passed his grave, when I buried him in our backyard, I said, Fitz, if there is a place, I was sincere, I was about 17 years old, I said, if there is a place called heaven, you freeze my dog, you'll be dead. Later on, I got converted, and I always thought. Now, I told somebody this, and they said, An animal being in heaven. Absolutely, there is animals in heaven. I want to ask you something. Knock the criticism out right quick. Tell me what happened to the horses chariots that came down and got Elijah and went up. Where is that horse at that Jesus come in riding with his vesture dipped in blood, riding on a white garment? Ah, Where is the wolf and the lamb going to feed together and the lion eats straw like a bullock? Where is that coming from? And I looked, coming down the hill, and here came old Fritz. He looked at me and came up, licked me on the hand. I patted him. Just then, old prince, my horse, came put his neck around my soldier and began to nicker. Oh, I said, oh God. I looked up. He said, all that you ever loved, all that, you ever, that ever loved you is gathered here. Yes. And I said, I want to see Jesus. I want to see the one that I've loved and worked for. And they said, you can't see him right now. He's higher than this. But someday he'll come back and when he comes, he will come to you first. And you will be questioned on the gospel you've preached and then if you pass the test then we will go with him back and him back to earth live together forever in a body a fleshly body where we'll eat and drink i said you mean i will be questioned on the way i preached said yes and that voice speaking to me said it i said well will paul be questioned too said certainly with his congregation. I said. Then if Paul passes it. I will too. Amen. For. I said. I have preached it. Exactly the way he did. Not moved one weight. <laughs> then those millions screams out. We nodded. And arresting a shot. And about that time. I heard the voice say. Keep pressing on. Amen. Oh my. And I felt myself sleep. I said. I don't have to go back, do I? Keep pressing on, I turned and looked at my body. I seen it move. I was coming to, in just a moment, I was in the room again. And he says, friends, from that time, I've been a changed person. I don't know what you'll think about this, but with my hand on the Bible, this is true that wherever it is I don't know whether it was here whether it was a vision I never had one like it and let's say it it was a little translation I don't say it was say my spirit went out and went there I don't know what it was If if it is that glorious under that first heaven what must have Paul seen when he went to the third heaven and came back and said I had not seen, ear has not heard, neither has he entered the hearts of men what God has in store Hallelujah. in them that love Him. Amen. Now the one thing that I want to emphasize here is the fact that when Brother Brenham was speaking here, he was telling them about the time when he went to heaven, and then he was taking on a tour there, and he saw, he seen his wife. Seen his uh, child Sharon, Ro- Sharon Rose, who he has just passed on, and then when he was there, he also saw all the multitudes of people that he saw. Now the main thing was the 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 the, the, the person who was speaking with the angel that was speaking to him. He, he, he to him said one thing, which struck me that all that he ever loved, and that everything that ever loved him including his dog his horse his wife Amen. his children Amen. they were there in heaven Amen. now I'll put a question to you if brother Brenham's dog can go to heaven Amen. is brother Brenham's dog better than my child
0: no,
2: sir.
3: Uh, well I will not answer the question <laughs> I'll want the parents to answer the question themselves Is my child or your child? Is Brother Brenham's horse better than your child? Then uh, why is Brother Brenham everything that he ever loved, cherished, looked after in the whole life? Why is it there in heaven? What about our children? I mean, we love them, we serve God, we pray. We pray for them daily. Amen. What about them? Now, that is what made me think and say, what then if a child comes in the message and leave? what is it that we can do as parents or even that child? What is it that she can do so that she will never miss on the benefits of this message? Amen. Brethren, you see now, Brother Bram here is talking about heaven. Amen. Each and every one of us who is here there is one goal that when we pass on, we should go to heaven. And then you'll find that the heaven is not a mutually exclusive uh, thing. No. It is actually mutually inclusive. That means if heaven is in you, it is impossible that the brother next to you, you might wish for him not to be there. The moment you do that, it shows that that heaven that you aspire to be in <laughs> it is actually not in you because it is actually a mutually inclusive event whereby if you want to go there everything that you ever loved ever cherished should be there with him your children brother Brenham his dog is there, I don't have a dog <laughs> but I think that if I have one, it will be there also as well, amen I remember in the spoken word souls in prison brother Brenham was talking also about heaven he said there was a chair that he saw laughed so when he went there in heaven and then he went there and seen his wife hope that chair was there now if brother Brenham's chair which is a dead wood (laughs) is not alive he doesn't have a soul (laughs) it is there amen. what about your precious children amen. what about them amen. now that was the question what about them amen because amen. if i'm there for me to be complete my wife has to be there yes. my yes. children has to be there amen. that is all of me
2: yes
3: if i'm there they are not there I think heaven will not be such a joyful place for me because part of me will be left out. Amen. Now, it it dawned on me that uh, that means we as parents, we need to nurture our children, guide them, look after them, so that whatever joy we're going to have there, they'll be partakers of it up there. But now it all starts here. Amen. That is where it starts. The main work is not there. That means if you receive um, the word of God, <laughs> you don't receive the word of God today and then you just immediately go to heaven. No, no. <laughs> no sir. You stay here. And then there is work that you need to do. Amen. That is why he says here, um, he says, he, Christ says, he became a servant. That means he did some work here. That means you also, you need to do some work here. And one of the most important work that you can do is your children. That means the best legacy that you have here on earth you know, legacy it has to do with money, property, inheritance, all of those things. But the, the best one that you can have, the best one that you need to cherish is your children. They are part of you. You see, the house you will live, the house is just a house. You can even move from one house to another house. But you can't move from one child to another. <laughs> No, you, you can't. No, sir. It is, because it does not matter how what your how are your children are, what is your their behavior. They are your children. You cannot you cannot just go to them and say, eh, the table, oh, you are no longer my child. <laughs> yes, I might say it, but I'm just lying to myself because it can never happen. He is your blood. Now everything that you ever loved, cherished, has to be there with you. Moreover, it has to be there with you in heaven. Amen. I mean, if a dog can go in heaven, and a soul, and well, I will say it, does a dog have a soul? So, what is more precious? Amen. 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 So, one thing that also inspired me was that I was you know there is the United States elections that was taking on in the beginning of November and then so it was happening, I took time and then I I studied some of the past president that was there in the United States so the ones that I studied that also caught my attention was uh, George Bush George H.W. Bush and then George W. Bush I I don't know if any of you knows them. He's a father and a son. son. They managed to do something which it is very unlikely. The father became president. Uh, He was president from 19... I just want to get the dates for you. Uh, From 1989 to 1993. Now, one thing that you'll notice is that Josh H.W. Bush, when he was president, he's, he was only there from 89 to 93. He served one term, four years. Then his son, that means in between, then Bill Clinton came from the Democratic Party and then he served two terms. Then his son, George A. W. Bush, became the 40th. That means George A.W. Bush was the 41st president and his son was the 43rd president, and uh, he served from 2001 to 2009. Now he served what? Two-tenths. Now, it doesn't end there. Then I went back, and I just checked them, only to find that George H.W. Bush's father was a senator in Connecticut. He was a senator from there, from um, 1952 to 1963, all of them were, were were in one party, the Republican Party. Now you can you can see now, the grandfather is a senator. The father is a president, saving what one, one term. Right. The son is a president, saving how many? Two terms. What is happening there? There is progression. Amen. So it dawned on me that even with us, there must be progression. That that is one thing that a father, a mother, when they are raising children, they want them to be better than them. Both naturally and spiritually. And then you will agree with me now that that is a must. It is something that is forced upon us. Because if you can see, you can go back. Some of you in your teenage years, way back, things were easy. Since uh, the temptation was not as much as it is now. That's right. The development, the advance, the technological advancement was not as much as it was then. In fact, I remember when I was at school, I think when I was doing Standard 8 or what they call it, Great Chan, I've never heard of something called drugs. No, sir. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. I remember when we were leaving school, that's when this heroin came in. It was a surprise to us I, we could not understand it because all we used to see people when they said they were using drugs it was smoking cigarettes maybe in fact, alcohol we didn't even regard it as drug because it was just commonly there but now even then cigarette I only knew after I went to visit that cigarette is a drug because it has nicotine inside but now if you look now Wherever your child goes, if he goes to town, every street corner, there is a drug dealer there. Way back hour, you will be surprised to see somebody called a drug dealer. Never. So now you see now, that means Satan has upped his standard. Each and every time that goes by, he has gone back up there and then what? Increased his standard. He's, he has intensified his war each and every time, he has gone there and made, went and made a higher and a higher standard. Now, do you think do, the way you were as a, as a, the way you were equipped as a child, then, do you think with the equipment you had there, your child with the same equipment can survive this, no, 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 this time? No, no, no. So, you know, it, it, it brings to the change of status quo. We need to change, because it, it's a different ball game now. Because now, the devil realizing that his time is towards the end. He's on a rampage. Now we as parents, even we as children, we need to take heed. We need to get our loins. We need to be more and then prepare for this journey. Because now, he only the only thing he wants to do is to make sure that you don't get there. That is his only aim. He wants to go there and stumble you. But you have something. You see, George H.W. Bush, his son became president two times. Natural progression. But, and even with us as, 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 as Christians, we, uh, we do not look down on natural progression. No. For you to live, you need to look after your family, you need to provide for them. That requires a bit of na- progression. You, can't, you cannot come now and then say, well, now you, you. A brother, you are just gonna go there and not work, wait for the rapture, you're not gonna have a car, you're just gonna go there because rapture no you can't. This is what Brother Bram says you must prepare for this time as if God is coming in eight thousand years. But you must pray, you must have faith, you must indulge yourself in, in in the things of God as if He's coming now. You understand? That means you must have a balance now. The thing is, where is the balance?
2: Mm.
3: On the natural on, on the spiritual. Where can we get a balance whereby we know that we are raising children who are both uh, n- balanced on the physical aspect, natural and who are also balanced spiritual, so that they will be able to be, who will be, so that when they go out there they are more well equipped to be able to face the onslaught that is out there.
2: Right.
3: I can tell you. I was in varsity. But I can tell you now, the, the situation there, it might be even 10, if not 20 times worse than when I was there. Now, that means the child, when he goes there, needs to be really equipped, prepared, taught, understand? So that when he goes there, he is not stumbled. One day, uh, one of my friends, is he came to me, and he, every time we have a technique, uh, some uh, problem with techn- technical policy problem, he'll come and assist me. Now, he, Salam, he has four children. Uh, the one is a dentist, the other one, I think, is a chartered accountant, the other one is a doctor, <laughs> and the other one is becoming a doctor. You see now? Progression. Yes, sir. Now, he was telling me, because I, 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 for me, I'm very wary about things like cell phone, so for some time, I said, no, my son will not have a cell phone. And he says, no, Mutlabe, you are making a mistake. <laughs> he says, why? I said, why? He says, no. You cannot deny him the cell phone here while you are with him. You need to give in to him while you are with him so that at least you, as a parent, you can go there and guide him. So that when he's there alone, already he'll have what? Guidance. Exactly. He will know what is it that he needs to do, what is it that he does. It, so that even if he made a mistake, You will be there by his side. He says, no, give him. Let him make a mistake in front of you. Then you won't lose him. But then if he makes a mistake while he's out there, he might be gone. I said, thank you very much. Thank you. I thanked him. He doesn't know God. I think he's a Muslim or something. But there, he had a right philosophy of how to raise a child. Let your child come here, experience things, so that if you are out there, he is equipped. He knows these things. He knows that I'm not supposed to do this and that because if I do this, this is what's going to happen. Amen. So now we need to get a balance between the, phys- the, the natural and the, and, the, and the physical so that we as parents, we don't only focus on the, the, the spiritual. It is good. Our children need to be equipped spiritually. But now, the way it happens is this now. If a child is equipped spiritually, I think automatically that child will be equipped
2: naturally.
3: (laughs) Amen. So now we need to make sure that even on the natural side, they are equipped so that whatever thing they're going to see face up there, they'll be able to face it with confidence. Knowing that, you know what, whatever my mom, my father has taught me, it will stay there with me. And it will do what It will guide me. The teachings that the deacons, the pastor has given me, they will be able to see me through. You understand? But there must be a constant interaction. Constant interaction between mother, father, son, daughter. So that we can be able to do what? To prevail. Because remember now, the reason you have your children is so that they can progress Be better citizens, be better parents in the message. You don't want that to happen outside. That is the thing, in the message. And not only in the message, they must have the message in them to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let me just try to see if there's something... Now, when, when going back to the, 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 the George W. Bush and, and that family, the Bush family, there were some things which, when I read about them, which really uh, intrigued me about them, the kind of things that I believed in. And because I believe that some of those things are the kind of things that we as Christians should believe in those things. One of them is that they, a common theme about them was a commitment to savings. And there was one thing that they say that a definition of a successful life, according to them, was service to others. And a life of service. That means, you see, now, Jesus says what? He became a servant.
2: That
3: is why Paul, when he says, he says, I, Paul, a servant of Christ. You understand? So even we, we must become a servant of Christ. So that we might have what? Be able to Manifest Christ. Oh, and I would like to apologize. I haven't given you my topic. My, ki- my topic is manifestation of Christ in our lives. That is the topic today manifestation of Christ in our life. So that we will be able to manifest Him. You understand? So we need to have a life of service, a life of giving, a life of being able to guide one another. You understand? That means we, when we are church, Christians, We should have what we call the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, patience, perseverance, you name those are the things you must have. Amen. So now they say the 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 values that they more treasures was what integrity. So we need to be able to raise children who have integrity. Who will will be able to treat other people with, with dignity. We must be able to raise children who have courage. Who are not you see now? It says what when Paul was when Paul was, taking, was speaking to Timothy, he says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, cowardice, of fear, but he gave us a, he made us to be what? Courageous people. So that we not, be but now you cannot be courageous if you are not well equipped. Understand? Courage is something that you must have when you know that there is something you can stand on. There is something that you can fall back on. Then you will be what? Courageous. So now we need to teach our children so that they'll, be have, they'll know that they'll have what? The weight of the hour to guide them, to fall on. So that even when mommy and daddy are not there, they'll know that Eh-eh, here's my guide. Amen. Now, those values uh, are the values that anyone professing Christianity must have integrity, dignity, courage, and grace. And then it, there was something about them. They had one thing about them, which was their commitment to family. I, I think you'll agree with me. It's impossible for George H.W. Bush to become a president if his father was not committed to nurturing him, to guiding him. You see, it's a natural aspect, because here we're teaching them, is teaching him politics. We know that politics are of the devils, but what is it that we have that we can teach our children? We have, I believe and I say it. We, as message believers, we have something much more precious, much more special than what the bushes have. We have what? The message of the hour.
2: <laughs>
3: proved, vindicated. You understand? Abraham the, says there was never a time when he said a vision came true and he told the people, And it never came through. Why? Because the vision and the word of God that was with him was was vindicated. It was tried, tested, and proved. That is what you have, and uh, that is one that is one legacy that you need to pass from yourself to your children. Now you pass that. You see, the word of God says, "Teach your children, teach your child, so that when they grow older." They will, that will, what, whatever you've taught them will not what depart from them. Amen. That's right. So now we, we saw that the, the bushes, one thing they heard about them was commitment to, fam- to family. That is parenthood. family. And then now you will agree with me that that thing, parenthood, family, is the one thing that the devil hates is the one thing that the devil is at war with. Is the one thing that the devil knows. If I can derail this thing, family, ah, no, no, no. It is free for all now. <laughs> I have them. Because why? Family is the backbone of the community. Backbone of the nation. Amen. So when the when, when surgeon comes, that is why now you find out divorce is on the rise. Mm. Why? Attacking taking the family. That's right. Yes, because when mommy and daddy are there, children are far much better. A boy child knows how to behave. A girl child knows what to how to behave. We don't raise up a delinquents, people who break the law, because now they are what guided. You understand? Even if they can fall off, there will be some values. That means family is the one thing that is able to raise up a better nation. If the, the nation wants to be get b- well and then to be a good nation, it starts in the family. Amen. Now this is just on the natural. And then on the spiritual, it is <laughs> the same. Family. Christ being the head, we being the mystic his mystic body. Female. Yes. That is why even the devil will come and fight that. Because why? He does not like it. The word female He does not like it.
2: That's
3: right. Now, we, we as parents, we are expected, we, we, the one thing that we want from the children is the best for them. Yeah. And you as a child, you need to understand one thing that everything that your parents are doing, Everything that your mother or father do doing is for your best. You understand? So never ever in one time be, look down on them. Stop listening to them. You know, if a child goes into trouble, the first thing that you will realize, and that when you interview them, I've interviewed men, when you interview them, you'll find that it is because that child did not listen to mommy if he's a girl child. That child did not listen to listen to "Daddy if he's a boy child. Yeah, right. Then, because now they have other small parents who, have, who are at the same <laughs> same age as they are, them, they end up in trouble. Yeah, that's right. Amen. They end up what? Right deep in trouble. Because why? They have other, they have other parents yeah. who are just at the same level <laughs> as them. They've realized that there is a higher order. There are parents that they did not listen to. You see? And it is also spiritual. If you don't listen to the higher order, God, you will also go into trouble. Because why? He knows best. The parent knows best. And then, not only does he know best. You know, some people, they think knowing best has to do with education. No, it's not say so. Yeah, education is limited. Yeah. If I get an opportunity with honor, I'll tell you, I will, I'll give you a, a, a testimony about education yeah. to show you how limited it is. <laughs> it's very limited. <laughs> Your mother who raised you yeah. without even a education yeah. she is more knowledgeable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. That's what parents have. Yeah. And you as a child If you want to succeed, heed that wisdom. Listen to it. I can tell you, you do that, you will be better off. Amen. You will be better off. I will give you an example. One day, the reason why I'm speaking like this is because for me, the job that I do, I see so many people, many problems. But if it's the problem with a child, Mostly it's because they did not listen to that higher order. They didn't. They listened to some other order lower down there. That's what they listened to. Now, my parent came with a a child one day to my practice. So this child hadn't had her periods, I think, for four months. Now, when the mother suspects that she's pregnant, the child says, no, I'm not pregnant. So we went there and we checked the child. Now when we did the sauna there was a baby there. Four months old baby was there. Now for me, I thought it was just a simple case. You know, ah, this child is just lying. No, I, saw, I thought so. So I said, no man, but you are pregnant. And I said, no, look there on the screen. Now what scared me was, the child just went there, started screaming. I think she was uh, around 20 years something, around there. Now, why is she screaming now? I mean, but she knows what she did. Why is she screaming? (laughs) Hey, no, then we we did the examination, checked her. And then uh, then we sat down. Because now I wanted to understand. Because it was not something that I expected. She sat down. And then uh, the mother said, yeah, you remember. Remember that day when you went to that party? Oh, okay. And I told you not to go. And you and your sister, you we went there. Oh, Mom, what happened to you in the party? No, no, there was one friend of them, she was even 21st, the and then they went there and they slept over there. I was very angry with them. I'm like, no, tell me what happened. Then the story unfolded now. She went to a party with friends and they started smoking marijuana. Then it, 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 it intoxicated her she got drunk, and I think they even gave her some beers or something. Then she was knocked out. The next morning when she woke up, there was another, they took her to another room. When she woke up in the room, there was another boy was next to her. I think you can make two plus two. Then, Now, date was now. It was something we call a date right, because she didn't know. Because she was intoxicated, the person took advantage of him. Now, you see now? Wrong place, wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But you know what now? Mommy wants you. Mm. <else selling noise> <empathy> <hasht complaints> Mommy wants you. But you did not listen. Yes. He want, she wants them. Now, here is she now. Pregnant. With a, the, the kind, with a person that she doesn't even know we don't know what other diseases has she even given her you see brethren that's why I'm saying things are tougher you see in our days when we are young we will become pregnant and that's it now when you are pregnant it is pregnancy and other things you see now it is more it is more hating that now the pregnancy it gave you a lifetime of things, yeah. scars for life li, for a lifetime, where you have to take medication for a lifetime, for just one thing. You see now, it shows you that the devil has gone up, raised the standard, and we parents we must also do what raise the standard. <laughs> What is the standard? The standard is the word. You see, this word, Abraham says, it will defeat the devil anytime, anywhere, under any condition. You see, brother, under any condition, it does not matter whether you are here, you are in varsity, you are if you have that word, oh, the devil is in trouble. <laughs> and he knows it. That is why he doesn't want you to get it. Amen. Yeah. He knows he's in trouble. The moment you have that sword, he say, "Hey, now here I'm in trouble. They're going to step me." He will play fair. Yeah, he'll buy a fair spear <laughs> because now you have something that he knows can defeat him. You understand? So now, what is it that you need to treasure? This word. If it was possible, unfortunately it is not possible. We will pass it to the children. You understand? But it's just that that is not how it goes. They have to come there and accept it themselves. But what can we do as parents? We can influence them. We can nurture them. We can guide them. We can push them. And when we do, we will know that, yeah, no, we have done it now she has reached an age whereby she can accept it. Right. Amen. Right. Uh, now I want to um, so that is why now I will, I will tell you even something that we can mention. You see, even if you are a child and then you live in you are in the message. <laughs> the message is not yet in you. You are at an advantage because now you'll be raised by parents who knows the word, parents who have a higher authority on them, parents who have the Holy Spirit with them, who will guide you with wisdom and understanding. You understand? You are far better off being here. Than out there. Okay. You understand? Because, because of the, your parents' believe, you will find that you will be protected. Amen. Yes, you will be
2: protected.
3: Yes. That is why we dedicate children for them to be protected until they reach an age of accountability. Why? Because they will be protected by what their mother and father believe. That is why Paul he says, I know you, Timothy the faith that you have it is the same faith that was in your mother Eunice and you see now it is generational so it is possible brethren this thing can be generational and then we must strive to make it generational Amen. it is the same faith that was in my, your mother Eunice and in your grandmother Lois you understand? That is the same faith. And when you have that same faith, we know that they, you, they, you won't be fearful.
2: Amen.
3: You will be courageous. You will be victorious. Amen. Because why? You've been nurtured. Amen. Uh, I want us to read uh, another quotation. Um, it is the conflict between God and Satan. Um, uh, paragraph 54 to 55. Now, it reads this way. In Eden, God knew his enemy and all the attacks of his enemy. Do you hear it now? God knew his enemy and then all the, you know, everything that you can go through, this God that we serve, you as a child, he knows it. He knows this enemy. He has defeated him countless of times. He is nothing to him. Amen. Now God is the infinite God. And the infinite God is the perfection of perfection. He knew all things before they ever was. And therefore, if this infinite God could have looked forward and seen the end from the beginning and knew that he would have children on earth, his own blessed children, don't you believe he would would provide for them the best that he could provide? You see now, here is God providing the best that he can provide for you, all of you. It is the same with the parent. The parent will always make sure. That is why you find your parents spending sleepless nights going to work, you know, putting themselves under strain. Why? To give you the best. Now, what do you do with it? You need to respect them, need to be grateful because they, they go there, put themselves, understanding to provide for you. Now you need to give them what in return? Respect. You, Amen. Would you not tonight to your children that was helpless little fellas who can't take care of themselves, don't you struggle and work, you see now, and do everything that you can to provide the best that you can. He's speaking to the parents. Because you are a father, a parent. And if that be what I will say, the trueness and the thought of an earthly. That is the trueness and the thought of an earthly parent. And, a, and parenthood originated in. That is why family originated in God. Parenthood in God. Because he was the first parent. And so him being a parent, seeing what Satan will be and what Satan will do, he gave to his children and provided for them the best thing that could be provided for them. No, To knowing what the enemy will be, God fortified his children. With what? Amen. With the weight. This weight, brethren, is precious. Children, this weight is precious. You must have respect for it. You must live by it. That's right. I mean, if you live by it, you will find that oh, many, you will avoid many troubles. Hmm? You will avoid many tr- troubles and you will find that your life will be preserved. Why? The same thing, remember, you have parents. It preserved your parents, it can also preserve you. Amen. Amen. That means it is not only them. It is you as well. That is why Abraham says, Sharon, Rose, Hope, my wife, my dog, they were there. Everything that I ever loved was there in heaven. Amen. Uh, let's go read another quotation as well. Uh, the, the other one is, the world is falling apart and it will... Uh, that was preached in 1963, uh, November 15. And then um, we'll read paragraph 122. Mm-hmm. You see now what is written there? And that's the backbone of the nation. You break motherhood. you've broke the nation. right then. That's one thing that helps hold it together. Real, genuine parenthood. Now, I was talking to the cab driver coming down. We were talking about some delinquent children up there. And he said, you know, I think the problem is the parent. You know what, my child, let me tell you. Don't use this as an excuse. No, no, (laughs) No, no, no it means that the, the, the parents out there when the children are delinquent the problem is what? The parents, not the parents we have here No, no sir, no. these ones are Holy Ghost filled, no. Holy Ghost driven, Holy Ghost guided, right. now if you want to do your own thing remember now it is you who will be at fault, because now you have the equipment, the parents, to guide you. Yet, you did not take heed of it. Amen. But now, the parents also need to have what? The Holy Ghost. The weight. The message of the hour. To be able to guide the children. And I I said, Amen, fellow. I don't know who you are, but you are on the right road. Because even Brabam says, the problem with the American nation with the children. He doesn't say it's teenage delinquency. He says it's parental delinquency. Whereby the, the parents have gone from the position they were, suppo- they were supposed to occupy. Because now, this is what I'm saying now. The backbone of the nation is motherhood in Christ. That means if a mother has child child, that is the backbone. You can depend on that woman. But now, the one thing that will break that motherhood is what? The devil. The moment the devil hits it, the child is hit, the husband is hit. Everybody will be out of position because the mother is out of that is what happened in, in, in the Garden of Eden. If just you can to, to, to the serpent and the whole nation was the whole human race derailed. Amen. So do you see mothers the kind of responsibility, the kind of thing one, the kind of things we expect from you was remember mothers. The father is there for some time. But the brother says, the pastor to the children. Who is that? Mother. The mother. Yeah. Because the mother is supposed to teach the children, nurture them, teach the word, teach everything. The pastor is supposed to go and work. Mm-hmm. That is why even if it can happen, and then uh, I, a choice has to be made between me and my wife. I had to go. Because I know if my wife is with my children, they will be far better off. Because for me, now it will be many things that I have to do. Then why? The children may suffer. Because as a, as a man, as a, as a father, I do not have... Uh, yes, I have love for my children. But I do not have the same love that my wife has for them. And I... You understand? That is why motherhood is so important. That is why motherhood is to be treasured. That is why pastors preach about the secretness of womanhood, motherhood. You understand? So that is why we, as parents, we need to teach our children to be what better mothers, better wives, better sisters in Christ. Amen. Then you will see now there will be no teenage delinquents because the mother will be what in her rightful position. The father will be what. In, her, in his rightful position. That's right. Oh, Let's read another one. Uh, I don't know if we still... Oh, my time has flown. Amen. Uh, and I'm not even way, halfway through. I don't know. Amen. Uh, then he says now, that's right. I said, it is too bad they took the Bible out of home and given them a deck of cards. You see now, mother, Bible, Pastor to the children with the Bible at home. Then the children are on the right road. Amen. Let's read another uh, quotation quickly. Um, Influence. Let's read Influence, preaching 1963, uh, 1130. Then we'll read paragraph 25 to 33. So he says, one of the great lakings of, of, of our day today in America and the rest of the world is a godly parent. You see, you as a child, if you have a godly parent, please, treasure them. Yes. Because he says, one of the great lakings, godly parents, to set an influence upon their children. So you see now, as godly parents, we need to influence, guide, Amen. So he says the parents of this day got away from the principles of the scripture. They went more to the fashion of the world and the church did the same. In doing that, we let loose and brought the world into the church. church. And that's the reason uh, we have this great, I'll say it respectively for young people, the reason we have so many woods and so forth and call it Beth Kherazza, too much of it is because the home life that they were influenced by in their earlier life, that's what I'm saying. If you take away the mother, the children will be in trouble because now we we'll have what delinquents as a why, because the children won't be guided. So that means the the family must be the mother and the father. Then you know, okay. Let me say it this way: If you, as a child, you are growing in a in in a family that has a mother and father. Already, if you are a girl child, from your mother, you learn how to take care of, them, of your husband. Amen. As a young boy, you learn how you, to take care of your wife. Amen. That is why you find that if um, a, a parent abuses the, 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 one, one parent abuses the other, um, then the children most likely will do the same. Why? Because of what the influence they were under. Now it behooves us, parents. It is, it, it is on us to make sure that we have the right principles of the message so that we can give them and pass them to what? Our children. So that they will become what? Better husbands, better sisters, better brothers. Who will, You know, they will become better sons who will have respect for their sisters. It, it starts in the home. A young boy needs to have respect for her sister. Look after her. Know that her sister must be cherished. She has to protect her. Then that boy, even if she marries your daughter, he will do the same thing. But if he fails in the house with her very own sister, I can tell you, <laughs> you give your, 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 your daughter that boy... Brother Brennan said, this boy he will create hell for this woman. He does not have the Holy Ghost. So we need to make sure that we teach the children so that they know the steps that they need to follow to be one in this message. Amen. Amen. We'll read another one. Uh, this one we'll just read a little bit of it because of time. Uh, we'll read uh, also. Uh, no, in fact, we'll we'll read another one. Amen. Uh, the fourth seal. Uh, we'll read paragraph 148 uh, from the fourth seal. Now remember what I was telling you about that we we are the, the Satan is up. A standard. Now here's Brother Berenim say, saying it here now. He says we can even start in 147. And now the next age was the men, the, 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 the men of the age of men, which was the black horse rider. And he, and he was the age of the reformers. And the reformers Martin Luther, John Wesley, all those. And when the voice spoke, now the black horse rider, that was the Antichrist. But the one that was speaking in that age was represented as man. Okay, maybe let me try to explain it. Remember, we have the four horse riders. It is the white horse rider, the red horse rider, the black horse rider, and the pale. Then we have the four beasts which were sent as a spirit to go and withstand those four horse riders. It was the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. Now he, he's trying to explain that the, here. So he says... But when comes forth the eagle age now we because we are in the we are in the eagle age that's the one God always likens his prophets to eagles he calls himself an eagle the, because the eagle goes so high there is nothing else can touch it you see no you, you are in the eagle age the reason you are in the eagle age is because you had to withstand the pale horse rider now the pale horse rider is a conglomeration of powers of the devil which is political power, religious power and demonic power. Now you can see that in the other ages all those powers were just one coming in that age. Political, religious, demonic. But in our age because now the devil sees that he has but a short time. He took the power of the black horse rider Mixed it with the red horse ride, Mixed it again with what? With a a white horse rider. That is white, red, and black. To make what? A pale horse rider. Now, all these other riders, if you read the the fossil, when they were writing, they didn't have a name. But now, the pale horse rider has a name. He says his name was called what? Dead. Now, for you to get life, you need to have what? Eternal life, the word of God. Now, that is why now God raised the spirit of an eagle. That is why we, as children of God, we are likened to eagles. Why? Because like known to an eagle, because we have to, we require the swiftness and the flightness of an eagle, so that when temptation come, you could why fly higher, higher. That means when the devil comes, you just go higher, and when you go higher. If the devil is with you, you know what Abraham says? He says, when you go higher, the pressure decreases. Now you, as an eagle, when you, if you are not equipped, you will find that you might, you, you might disintegrate because you are not well pressurized. That is why now we should make sure our children are equipped so that when they go higher and higher in life, they are pressurized by the weight Equipped by the weight right. to the extent that they, 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 they will be able to go above all the temptation that the, the, the world the, the devil will give them to them they will be able to fly higher leave all the temptation below them he says even if a sparrow can try to go there with the eagle it can't keep up it will disintegrate and then if you have the same spirit, the eagle spirit, the devil, he can't keep up with you. He will also disintegrate. Now, that is why now you require what? An eagle spirit. That is why you are likened to what? An eagle. Now, what? How do you get to that? How do you become an eagle? An eagle, there was a time when one eagle was with them. The, 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 the egg got lost and the hen hatched, went there and then uh, it sat on the egg and the egg hatched. Now this eagle was the, not like the rest of the chickens. It could not eat meals <laughs> uh, like the rest of them because it has a beak. So it's difficult for you to go and grab... Because it was made for something else. But there was a time when the mother eagle came. Now you, you will realize something now. That eagle was not the chicken who became an eagle. <laughs> it was born an eagle. Understand? That is why you have to be what? Born again. Understand? That is the only way you can have these benefits of this message. Is to accept it. As a child, repent and then want, be born again. Now when you are born again, you you go back to what remember the devil when he created sin, he created a chasm between man and God. Now the blood of Christ comes there and closes that gap. That's right. Then man and God becomes what? One, One again. But it is True predestination. That means it is what you were before the beginning of the world. Before the foundation of the world. You were what? That eagle. Understand? And then it is my belief that we as the children of God, we are eagles. I believe that my children are eagles. As much as I'm an eagle, they should be eaglets. I know it is not by physical birth. It's by spiritual birth. But the word of God says, all that I ever treasured loved must be with me there. And then I can tell you, me, my family, my children, they are much better off than, uh, far better off than a, a dog, a horse, which is there in heaven. Even there, they must be there. But there is a process. sanctification, justification, baptism of the whole God you see now, if you are a child for you to be able to see these things accept this message it is by revelation as much as your father and mother accepted it through revelation you also must have Thomas God, you must have an appointment with God individual appointment, you, yourself and God and then in that appointment yes, mommy won't be there No, Father won't be there. It is an individual affair between you and God. Now, when you go there and then God reveals to you, then you know that now I get it. I've been, I've repented. I've been sanctified, justified. And then now, you must have what? Baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost must come and endure you. That is why he says there, when you are endowed by the power from on high, that means when the Holy Ghost has come into you, preach this gospel, starting when? in Jerusalem. What is Jerusalem? In your houses.
2: Amen.
3: Then, you know, brethren, charity starts at home. Now, from your houses, you can go to Samaria. Yeah. Then from Samaria, the rest of the regions. Yeah. Amen. Now, when we have that, you will find that now You are what? Fortified. You see? Now, a question will arise now. I'm trying to rush here because I can see time is not with me. One question will arise. Um, What is the age of accountability? When should the young ones come and be baptized? When should the young ones come and accept Jesus as their personal savior as their Lord and Savior, when should the young ones come and have an, a fellowship with God? What age? Is there an age? Well, we have the prophet. <laughs> Let him guide us. Amen. Let's hear what he says. I'm, I'm going to skip some of the quotations that we have because I see time is not with us. Um, uh, Yes, we'll go to this one. The key to the door. And we'll read paragraph 18. Now you know how I would be about my own children. I've got a little girl in glory tonight. She was dedicated to the Lord here at the altar. I've got a little boy and girl, sitting back there tonight, that has never been baptized yet. You see? That's the prophet. That's our prophet. One, eleven. Now hear what he says. I have been talking to her about it today, Sarah. About what? Baptism. Eleven years. And I have Joseph. He's only seven years old. So he's too young for it yet. As far but then he goes, uh, our prophet, he goes there and he says, if he would desire it and say God was putting it on his heart, I will do it then. There is a prophet. Even seven years. If he says, God, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior I have this, as my personal savior, I have accepted him. He's in my heart. Daddy, I will want to be baptized. The prophet says he will what? He will do it. Now what is it of us waiting until you are 20? Until you are 14 or until you are 15 or until you are... Because the problem is the moment the child reached the teenage years, and then they have not accepted child, there will be other influences. It is bad. I'm not not saying children must be baptized before (laughs) they reach teenage years. No, I'm just giving you an example so that you as a parent, you'll be able to guide your children because now it is a fact. When a girl child reaches teenage years, trouble follows. When a boy child reaches teenage years, trouble follows. Now, how do you avoid Trouble. Fortify them with the word. Fortify them so that they can make that decision earlier. So that every time when something happens, they will know that, you know what? Me, I'm a child of God. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. Because I've committed my life to what? God. I've committed my life to what? Christ. You understand? Now, each and every time, you, you, you will not be just the one God Guarding to see they do the right thing. The word of God also will guard them. Because now they've done, they've made allegiance with the word. They have accepted the word. Amen. That is why now you'll find that even when it comes to things, they will even ask you, when they have done that, hey daddy, is this according to the word of the Lord? Is this according to brother Brenham? You understand? Because now they are conscious of the fact that I have accepted something. Yeah. understand, But if she's is conscious of something, nothing, it becomes a problem. Now, they need to give their lives early. I don't know how early. I cannot determine it. Because Abraham says what? Seven years. Yes, he says seven years. But if he says the Lord, if he says God was putting it in my heart, he, they, that means God must put it in his heart. Then we do it. Amen. Amen. Then you know that now the child is what? Fortified. The child is secured. Amen. Uh, let's see if we, so that we can try to move on. Um, now, um, now you will realize that now this is just on the natural. Uh, the George Bush, how would George Bush progressed in life, it was just on the natural then also is the same on the spiritual on the spiritual there is always progress yes brother the weight that we believe in is not stagnant it is like moving waters fresh all the time it's like fresh manna from heaven it has not become stale it is not sterile it is not stale bread it is alive powerful if you take it it will secure now one day Joshua. Oh, maybe before I go to the Joshua story, let me give you another story. You remember now when the um, children of Israel were in Egypt, and then um, they, they were supposed to be plagues, plagues were being meted out to the Egyptians. There was, the last plague was the, key, was the dead of the firstborns of, in the, of the Egyptians. Now, the one thing that secured the children of Israel, they, their firstborn, was what? A token. A, token
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. A parent must apply the token. Okay. Yeah. Right. The token must be applied. There was blood. Now, if the child knows it, Bre- Bre- Bremo gave, gave an illustration. He says, while the, blood, the, 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 the father was there, after they've killed that lamb, taking the blood, smearing it on the Godot post, the son, who was the firstborn, was concerned. Yes. He, he was saying, that, Are you sure? Did you put it right? Because there was something very precious at stake. His own life is, is, was at stake. My son, my daughter, I can tell you, your life is at stake. A token must be applied. You must know that if the angel of death, remember I told you, the pale horse rider, was called what? Death. Hey, that is the angel of death that is coming now. If he finds you outside. Oh goodness. They say the, the Passover had to be. Everybody had to be there. In their houses. You need, you need to be in the house of the Lord. All the days of your life. Spiritually speaking. Then you know that you are fortified. Because that child was aware. If there is a mist somewhere. Oh goodness. I'm gone. Because the angel of the, of the Lord that God sent that day, the angel of that that came to kill, did not matter whether you are a Egyptian or Israelite. There was only one thing preventing him, yeah. only one, the
1: blood. the blood. Hallelujah,
3: my friend. This blood, you, it is important. It is the blood of God Himself. Amen. So, when the child saw the father, he was like, Daddy, you sure? You you did it right? Even this time as parents, we need to do it right. Do it right. Make sure we get them right. So that when they, the time when they come to the age of accountability, they are guided right. Amen. So now, I, I was about to go to another story about Joshua. Now, this message, is, it is progressive, as I said. It is progressive all the time. Remember now, Moses, when he was in, in Egypt, when he took the children of Egypt out, there was something that he did. He went there on the Red Sea, put his rod there, and the sea opened. Now, the children of Israel who were with him, they were battling something that was internal. They had to battle to believe, have faith in Moses, but the battle was what? Internal. Now you find that when Moses passes on, Joshua comes, the battle changed. It became external. Now they had to go there and fight the Amorites. Now, you see now, they had to be more well equipped. While there, they were just fighting among themselves, fighting for water, fighting for food, fighting for man. There! the food of the, that they had to eat, they had to fight for it. They had to face the enemy head on. This is what is happening now. We are facing the enemy head on. Now, if we face the enemy head on, we need to be equipped. That means there must be some progression in our life. Then what is that progression? The message of the hour. That is it. Now, when Joshua was there, there was a time when um, he, he was fighting the Amorites. Then um, he called for, because now it was getting late, and then he wanted to defeat them. So he called, he spoke to God and called for the sun and the moon to remain still. Now, you remember now that this, this shows that the message that Joshua has was progressive, was of a higher order, because now his message was what? Global. I mean, if you stop the sun and the moon, it's a global event. If you go there and open the right the Red Sea, it's a regional event. It will affect the Egyptians, affect maybe those in Canaan. But the sun stopping it, it is global. That's how progressive the message of Joshua was from the message of who? Moses. His effects were felt back. The sun didn't only stop in Canaan uh, land. When no, the no. There is one sun. I don't know if you, how many suns <laughs> <sons> are there. <laughs> There's only one. And that sun stop. Joshua stopped it. No. And uh, when he stopped it, it was not only the sun. The moon had to obey as well. Yeah. You see now? That is why Br-Brem, one person asked "Brother says, will the bride have a ministry? Yes. He says, a great ministers. And uh, the reason why it's a great ministry is because it is a message that the very, even the saints of old, they wanted to be in the day of this message. That shows how special, how progressive, how in touch with circumstances this message that we believe is in. That is why it can preserve you, it can preserve your families, it can preserve everything that you ever loved. Now, some would say to Joshua, you know, there are always people. As people, we always have excuses. They will say to Joshua, because now what happened is that when they went there, they were, they were from Gilgal and to go and find the, the, the Amorite. They had gone, they have traveled all night. In the morning, met the, the Amorites, fought with them. The fighting was fierce. Now, if you are a person full of excuses who cannot identify with the message of the hour, identify with the leader that the God has sent for you, you will mama. Or, oh, Batum. I mean, we've been fighting, the, we've been driving the whole night. We are fighting the whole night. Now this man is busy stopping the sun. Oh, Can not we get tired? Now? But because... The people who were there, they had identified themselves with the message that Joshua had. My brother, you need to identify yourself with Christ. My child, son, daughter, you need to identify yourself. You need to take sight today. Which side are you going to be? On the ones who are murmuring when God does his work? Or are you the ones who are going to be on the side of the prophet? Noah, it was the same thing. He told them Metifula is gonna come. Nobody believed him. There were eight that went into the ark. Because why? The others had excuses. It has never happened before. Don't have excuses and say they still time. Time is no more. Amen. You have the equipment, the message of the hour. Use it, respect it, cherish it. Then you will be fine. I think I will stop here. So there is no more excuses for us. No. no, Because the excuses bring what? It comes with the reasoning. And the reasoning is the enemy of faith. You must... Remember that he says the faith that you have... It's the same faith that you had, that your mother Lois, your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice had. Faith is the key. So you need to have faith. You need to believe the word. Then you'll be what? You'll be, you'll be fine. Amen. So we can just stand on our feet as the people can come forward. So you'll find out even some were complaining to Joshua. Say, Ah, you see, Joshua. You know, some people can even quote for you. Some were even quoting for him. Yeah. Said, uh, Joshua, remember now, we said we will follow you as long as you do what Moses was doing. Now, where in the epistles did, Mo- did he say, Moses stopped the sun? Where? tell us. No, man, don't come with new things here. But Bremen says what? Remember now, even the pastor preached about it, the women with an issue of blood. What, what, what the woman did there, it was never ever written anywhere in the scriptures. It was a new thing. But because it was the word of God, It was, God did what? He honored it. Now to show you that even though Joshua is coming with a new thing, to show that it was from God, God did what? He stopped the son. So who are you now to mama to complain? Huh? Just identify yourself with the prophet. Believe his message. Then you'll be fine. Amen. We can never worship worshiping song. We can never worship the song as the father as the pastor come forward, amen.
0: children. They were just uh, slaughtered in, but the target was us, the parents. It was spot on. Amen. Some messages become more effective when they are not being preached by a pastor. Because if it is a pastor, he says, maybe it's because he knows this, he knows that. So sometimes the pastor needs to step aside that somebody who doesn't know anything just delivers the weight. Amen. Amen. And by so doing, it addresses so many things. Brother, there's just one quotation just to just say 20 statistics that's the key weight is in the message the worst sinner. Paragraph 89, I just want to follow up on what Brother Mutabi said. There seem to be a delay towards baptism with this generation. Do you agree? There seem... My daughter is six years old, the other time, one, I think it was one day, we heard her going to her brother's room say, Gentlemen, when are you getting baptized? <laughs> Then I looked at my wife. My wife looked at me. I said, she's on the right track. They need to answer. When are they getting baptized? Ah, Amen. Now, there's something very sensitive that you have mentioned that is very sensitive to the Branham family. It just got triggered when I saw that quotation. Brother Brenham says, we know Billy Paul spent time with Brother Brenham. And Brother Brenham says, I've been speaking to Sarah. We know that Rebecca got baptized at the age of nine. And he says, if Joseph would want to do it, young as he is at the age of seven, I will do it. And go and check, in the Brenham family, the most member that had more trouble, it was Sarah. Even today. Am I correct? And I wonder, the troubles that Sarah has today, could it have to do that there was a delay? I don't know, but I just got triggered when I saw that quotation. But here now is something that is going to shock your parents. Are we ready, brother? Now, sometimes we blame parents, Brother Mikhail, but to your point, we parents sometimes don't do enough. The training, I look at people in this church, how many people in this church, even though your parent was not in the message, but just raised to nature, how many of you today are balanced because of your parents? How many of you today, your parent is in the grave, but their guidance is still there for you. How many?
2: Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. Now, if your parents did that for you, what are you doing for your children?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, you know, uh, Brother Freddy. I don't know why he walked out. We were discussing the other time. He says, Pastor, no matter what, I will never miss church. Mm-hmm. Then it dawned on me. I remember I thought he will not miss church because that's not how his father raised him. But if, if, we, if our parents were like that, why are we giving our children substandard advices? Bring that quotation, brother. It's very close. If we don't have the next generation, we might as well close church. Paragraph 89, brother. Same message, paragraph 89. Parents, I'm not negating the children today. Hey, they are as well troublesome. They know too much. They're risen. They're risen. Amen. We, we, We have many challenges with them. Mine, sometimes they want to do a high cut that, I don't know whether it looks like they want to go to the moon or (laughs) what. Brothers, what are you trying to do? Those are the difficult conversations that we have. Is it true, parents?
2: Amen.
0: And you know what they will say, when you say don't do this, you say, ah, but so-and-so does it. So, if one parent drops the standard, you affect others. Because your child becomes a case study and a bad case study. Bring it. It says paragraph 89. I think he had preached. Now he was making an altar call. It says, God bless you. God bless you, son. Just stand right here. If you would, someone else. God bless you, little boy. Look at the little fellow coming down about 12 years. Shame on you, some of you old people. Your heart closed, smarty, and black. Statistics shows that 98% of the people are saved, are saved before they are 21 years. You get so set in your ways, you think you are right. There is a way that's symmetrical. So the moment you cannot get your child in before they are 21, is going to be a struggle for a lifetime. It really confirms what our brother was saying here. Do we agree, parents? Amen. Now, when we say these things, it's not a competition as to who's the better parents, who's the bad parents, it is to say, let's go to war. Let's go to war. And if as a parent you need reinforcement, we'll reinforce you. But be at war. But the problem today, we lose young ones because parents are fighting over petty things. Pettiness has become a dominating factor in our time until a child looks in the family and say if they do like this this is is this really real and later they get deputy parents i mean the case study that he spoke about this child that got pregnant
2: mm-hmm.
0: with not knowing who's responsible and if you go and check go and check if you go and check you may find that the father is missing the mother said, "You cannot go, but my question is, where was the voice of the father to reinforce the mother? Do you see single is good sisters you can be single parents, but you need us mean we are needed and when the children can see I mean I was started, I was filling up the forms I don't know whether is it of the school where my son goes it was a A litany of questions. And when I was answering, I could see how the questions were framed. It was framed in such a manner that whoever drafted the questions assumed that as a father I don't exist. (laughs) I could see. Either I'm dead or we are divorced. And Because it was the same question coming in different ways. And I said to my wife, this question is locating me. And I said, how many, how many, how many children who need to fill up their mom and dad are not together? Dad is gone. If we are still alive as two parents, I think that is the greatest gift to our children. But let's drive them into the water. Let them be baptized. And let's guide them. Let's make them that they participate in church. Let them play drums, the piano. Let them preach for us. And when they grow before us, you know, when we are given a responsibility, a responsibility makes you accountable. Are you still with me? So we really, Brother appreciate today's message. It hit the up. If you see my children, please ask them when are they getting baptized. <laughs> my daughter would want to know that. We as parents want to know that as well, when. Because technology, they advance. You said something, and you and I, we used to disagree on that, but I never disagreed with you directly, but I'm glad you are IT guy came. When, when, when as a parent, when you build a prison around your child, and you have this prison mm-hmm. that you... And the, your prison can only last for 12 years. As soon as the... 12 years. After 12 years, no matter how strong it is, she is going out of that prison. Yeah. Now, if you had thought that oh, my child is behaving... My child, well, she's in prison. We that know, we just say, ah, she's in prison. Wait until the prison is unlocked. Then you will see staff. So don't cage your children. Observe how they, uh, I don't know. When we grew up, we had a school called PAX, which was a boys' school only. We had, they called it Moti Maria which was exclusively girls. The assumption was that if boys go to only boys' school, they will be fine. If they go to the girls' school, they will be fine. Those schools produced the, the greatest number of homosexuals. Some of them that went to that school, they went on become hot-headed because it was an imbalance. This boy has been here for a number of years. Doesn't even know how to interact with a, a female species. And later he gets exposed to a female species. He becomes a rapist. Socialization under observation by the Holy Ghost parent is critical. Did you hear me, parents? Don't just say, you don't talk to no one. Ah, time is coming. She will talk to them without your observation. Let them do what they are doing. You observe and you guide. I can say a mouthful, but a round of applause. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for such a time that you have granted to us. What a time to spend in your presence To be able to hear such spiritual guidance. Dear God, there is many places where people have gathered. But it's just a bunch of noise. But here we are, we have been exposed to the substance of the weight. And as parents, we have looked into the mirror. Some of us, we have identified our shortcomings. And Lord, we are raising our hands and say we need you because you are the great parent that can guide parents. And many times we look at our young ones and we see the paths that they have taken, which is the path of destruction. It breaks our heart. But there could never be a repentance of children before there is repentance of parents. And as parents, dear God, we are raising our hands and say, Without you, we are helpless. We need your guidance. We need your wisdom. We need your leadership, dear God. As we raise our children, may we raise them in the admonition and the fear of the Lord. If there's been many gaps, you know how to close those gaps. Dear God, we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's something it's just a tip that i started during the lockdown with my family there we we have family prayer and rotationally we know who's preparing for when so my son will first born will prepare he will preach the next day it will be him and then it will be me we are sharing the pulpit even when no one needs it but the debate for another day. <laughs> but we we rotate. Now I shared this with a brother in Canada. Then later on he phoned me, says hey Brother Majib, I would like your children to invite to come and attend an online service because he took the same thing but he introduced it in Zoom. So it is a bunch of young ones that are of the similar age around 8, then one will preach, the parents will join them. I say, goodness, progression. Amen. Amen. Now, the question is, can it happen in this church? Yes. 8 o'clock, you parents, I mean, data, data has fallen. <laughs> data costs have fallen. You want me to show you? If you have Vodacom, star 1-1, one, one, you buy one for a day, is 12 francs one gig? Don't pretend like you don't know. (laughs) One gig of Vodocom for a day is 12 francs. And one Zoom call is less than a gig of data. Are are you with me? Imagine if our children, they connect once a week to me, Litavo, whoever preaches to them on Zoom. Are, um, that training will go a long way. I'm challenging you. Amen. I'm already thinking of how to put this in practice, but let me not keep you, shall we have a jubilant time? Amen. least I preach while it has already been preached. <laughs> a round of applause, <laughs> brethren. Amen. There won't be a sermon on Wednesday. Uh, you will join us on Friday, One. AM or 2 AM and then if you are not able to join us to us after that, the message will be on their platform and our platforms will share it with you. Amen. Give us a song, two songs, and then we are done. It was a blessing. God bless you.
1: Matlar Neilu Matlar Neilu
2: The Batsega, the Batsega, the Batsega, the Batsega, the Batsega, the Batsega,